Good day, and welcome to another edition of The Journey Life with Dr. Joe, where here it is our belief that journey living is holistic living, living of the mind, the body, and the spirit. I hope you're well, and I hope you're blessed, and we welcome you to another edition of The Journey Life with yours truly, Dr. Joe. To those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we welcome you. We are a movement of individuals all over the country, some butterflies, some legends, future butterflies, future legends. The journey is a holistic process that is a 40-day process. It's holistic of the mind, body, and spirit. We do three classes per year. If you desire more information, take your time and go over to our website at formyjourney.com. I want to give a big shout out to all of you guys who make this possible, our screening team, production team and to our newsletter team, to the Journey Administrator, to all of you guys who are working behind the scenes to make this possible. Without you guys, there is no journey. So I want to give a big shout out to you all. I am a bit anxious about this particular episode. Um, I'm excited. I'm a bit nervous all at the same time. And let me give you a bit of insight as to what I mean by that. With choices, there are consequences. And sometimes when you uh, take a stand or you make statements about different things, you kind of expose yourself as to what people do or say. But I'm thankful that I'm an independent person. And what makes me independent is the position that I have as a pastor. I'm not a public official in that regard. I don't work for a corporation. I don't have a certain constituency that I'm depending upon their thoughts and votes for the next electoral season. But I'm accountable to three different entities. One is God. The second is myself. And the third are the individuals that I serve at Salem Bible Church who are the true constituency and I always felt that if I was in alignment with those three entities then what others thought did not matter so I'm thankful because of that that I am able to say what I'm about to say now let me tell you what I'm about to do and where this comes from one of our leaders contacted me about a person who was going through that individual's group who was HIV positive. And I won't go into detail about that because I want to, of course, keep that leader, the time, the person. I want the information to be, um, for us just to be mindful and confidential of that. But I'm, I'm telling you this because the question that the person asked is what inspired me to do this, to research this. And the first thing that I wanna say is if you're listening I want you to know that God loves you, that I love you, and that there are many other people around you who love you. Every graduate, every participant, past and present, supports you. You're going to be all right, and I hope this particular podcast leads to something that's greater and for nothing more, just so that you'll know that there are people in your corner who love you, who are praying for you. And I want you to know that this particular podcast is dedicated to you. You know who you are. 
I am talking today about um, HIV AIDS. The, the the basically the title of the show is HIV AIDS is their cure. We're going to talk about that now. Let me start by saying that um, what I'm about to say doesn't come from any particular person. These are my thoughts. These are my own opinions. I'm not attaching my thoughts and opinions to what someone else has said. I'm going to have uh, information that you can check and I'll share with you where I get it from, you know, just so you can research it yourself. But I want you to know that what I'm about to share with you are my own thoughts. So let me see if I can get my information, my ducks in a row. Ever since the beginning of time, there have been illnesses amongst humanity, uh, various outbreaks, bubonic plague, um, smallpox, bird flu, different types of illnesses that killed massive amounts of people. When you saw and you see these different types of illnesses, those types of illnesses are natural types of things that happen as a byproduct of the world and the inhabitants of the world evolving. In many instances, you'll see these types of illnesses, natural illnesses that break out in areas where you have a certain amount of people who are travel to a different area and when they get to the different area, you have different types of illnesses that those bodies have kind of developed an immunity to. But when you have these groups of individuals who are exposed to these new areas who aren't, their bodies have, have never been exposed to those viruses or bacteria, there are large amounts of outbreaks and deaths. And we used to see that back in antiquity, in ancient times, back before travel became so common. Now, today, you can get on a plane and go to the other side of the world or around the world in less than 20, 20 hours in many instances. When I flew to Johannesburg, South Africa, on the other side of the world, I got on a plane in Atlanta and I landed uh, on a direct flight in Johannesburg, South Africa in about 16 hours. So it's nothing that we see travel by plane, by trains, by automobiles, by buses by ships so the world is more the world is more connected now than it's ever been but there was a time that there are individuals for example when the Spanish came over to this country I'm going somewhere with this so stay with me the European settlers when they settled in um, the Caribbean Santo Domingo, which is basically the Dominican Republic and Haiti, the same island. When Columbus came, he, he, he landed in the Caribbean before he landed anywhere else. Where a lot of people don't realize is and know this fact that there were more slaves in Cuba than in North America. My reference comes from Dr. Joe Beasley, who shared that information with me. But when the... When Columbus and his men came to the Americas and they saw and came across the Native Americans, there was a disease called smallpox that the European settlers had an immunity to. 
when the um, settlers came and they saw these Native Americans, the Native Americans had no immunity to smallpox. So the Native Americans were dying by the tens of thousands of this alien disease. It got so bad that when a lot of the settlers were going into these various Indian communities and places, they would take blankets that they, the settlers, the European settlers would, would lay in and throw them on the Native Americans and it would kill them in massive amounts and massive numbers. Those types of illnesses are natural illnesses that humanity has had to deal with and it's just a byproduct of evolution. It happens. But I do believe in my heart, soul, and mind that there are illnesses that have been created, that are man-made, that are in many instances synthetic, which means that they are created in laboratories for the purpose of population control. Now, for those of you who are listening and you're keeping up with the 2016 election, Ben Carson, who is one of the leading Republican nomin potential nominees, a black medical doctor, he came out and basically he said that Planned Parenthood was strategically placed to monitor and to compromise the birth rate of African Americans. And a lot of people didn't like that, but I appreciate his uh, intestinal fortitude to say something like that because those are the types of conversations that need to be that we need to have and, and that people need to know and to understand Bill Gates came out in many instances talking about controlling population with birth control Harry Kissinger is one, is another individual who assisted one of the United States presidents in our past so this this um, talk of population control is not only controlling birth rates, but I think and feel in my heart it's been the creation of various synthetic illnesses that are killing people around the country, around the world. You know, it's amazing when Ebola came out how the Africans were dying from it, but when certain people got it, they were cured of it. So don't think that happens out of happen chance. Don't think that's just luck. Don't think that's just random. Okay. Now, let me see if I can get into what I want to talk about today. There's an illness today that has killed so many people, HIV and AIDS. And there are many individuals out there who are living with this horrible disease. And let's first start by talking about how and what we were told AIDS comes from. We were taught and told that AIDS and the, the legend was that it came from a monkey in Africa. Some doctor was fooling around with a monkey. The disease started in the monkey, got in the doctor, and he comes over here and he spreads an entire population. And people believe that. And if you just say that a couple times to yourself, it's nonsense. It's ignorance. Let me take some time to historically educate you and doc give you documented evidence of where AIDS comes from. Okay. The first thing that I want you to understand is AIDS started as a government interest in gay health. All right. And I'm going to read you something. 
there was a hepatitis B vaccination program that and the reason why it was a, a governmental program is because hepatitis B was and is a type of illness that is very common amongst MSM men who have sex with men, a sexually transmitted disease. In the beginning of in in the beginning of the mid seventies, this program was called the Last Chance for Gay Men to Join the Hepatitis B Vaccine Program, a sexually transmitted disease. Um, the flyer said enroll. Enrollment closes in June, after which the vaccine may not be available for several years. Take the free blood test to determine your hepatitis B status and eligibility for the program. For hours and information, call the New York Blood Center. Now, for those of you who are listening to this, you want more information, just just all you have to do is is Google last chance hepatitis B vaccine program, New York City, 1970. Just Google that and you'll see it. You can read all about it. But I'm going to read you something. Listen to this. Beginning in the mid-1970s, the government scientists became interested in the health of gay men, particularly in the realm of sexually transmitted diseases and specifically in the sexual transmission of the hepatitis B virus. The early 1970s was a time when large numbers of gays come out of the closet and identified themselves as homosexuals at government-sponsored health clinics. Organizations such as the Gay Men's Health Project were formed at this time. Promiscuous gays were avidly sought to volunteer to test the efficacy of a newly developed hepatitis B vaccine manufactured by Merck and the National Institutes of Health, the NIH. So basically, gang, there were gays who were told, hey, we want you to be a part of this program because we're going to test to see basically how hepatitis works, if we can cure it. They were basically told something. Now, this should automatically be, um, you know, kind of a, a light that goes off in our head because people say, oh, and the government would never do that. The government has already done that. And I'm going to give you an example, the Tuskegee Project, where black men were, were the recipients of mercury rubs. They were infected with syphilis and they were studied to see how that syphilis affected their body as well as their wives, girlfriends, significant others whom they spread the illness to. Black men were used as guinea pigs. This was a government run um, program. It has been done. You can read it yourself. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is to say if someone if the government has done something one time, why wouldn't they do it again? Period. And all of what I'm saying is documented. You can read it yourself. I'm sharing with you where I'm getting this information from. Never believe or trust or hold credence to what a person is saying when they can't tell you where the information is coming from. Now, listen to this. By 1977, over 13,000 Manhattan gays were screened to secure the final 1,083 men who would serve as guinea pigs to test the hepatitis B vaccine. The vaccine was manufactured from the combined plasma of 30 highly selected gay men who carried the hepatitis B virus in their blood. Developed over a period of 65 weeks during 1977 to 1978 and tested for six months in chimps, the primate in which HIV is thought to have originated. The first group of gay men were inoculated at the New York Blood Center in November of 1978. Now, the byproduct of this particular test, ladies and gentlemen, 
we began to see the spread of gay of of, of um, HIV AIDS amongst gay men who were primarily white who were primarily in the New York area the same area that this quote-unquote hepatitis B test was given now if AIDS HIV AIDS was a natural occurring type of disease why is it that we can historically and uh, systematically see it affecting certain pockets of demographics how is it that AIDS started off being an illness that affected gay white men in New York but now the new face of HIV AIDS according to the CDC are African-American heterosexual females tell me that that is not a naturally occurring disease ladies and gentlemen something about that should let us know and to cause us to think hey something about this isn't right so that's just where I want to start now I, I could really do this for weeks and actually I preached a sermon on this for those of you who are listening if you want to know more information I go into detail about it. I was preaching about this years ago I did a sermon series called what's really going on if you want it contact Salem Bible Church 404-792-0303 ask for the uh, tape the DVD ministry let them know that you want it be certain you get it on DVD because I had a lot of slides presentations that I talked about you can see it get the entire series because I base it off of basically revelation and a lot of the things that are going on and this was one of the sermons that I did it was probably one of the uh, one of the best presentations a lot of hours were spent in that but I've you know I've I've, I've talked about this years ago our people have been exposed to this so individuals who are members of Salem know that you know you know this isn't new information you guys have been exposed to this and we've done it using the Bible now I'm gonna give you three reasons why I feel HIV AIDS was created three reasons coming from me number one if AIDS is not something that's synthetic or created why is it that many people are not aware that there is a patent in the United States Library of Congress Library of Patents excuse me that has a patent on a cure for AIDS alright why is it that, that there's a US patent on AIDS that people have used and found to be successful but we're told there's no cure well remember this isn't the only thing that people tell tell us that there isn't cure. they say there wasn't a cure for diabetes they say it's not a cure for certain autoimmune diseases like lupus they say it's not a cure for for a disease that in, many individuals have herpes and in all three of those instances there are people who've either cured themselves of that or they live to the point to where the disease has not compromised any functional part of their physiology alright so again just because someone tells you there's no cure for something doesn't mean it doesn't exist but when people keep telling you something and you believe it you just assume oh there's no cure I'm gonna give you something else for those of you who don't like to research and you don't like to read on your own maybe you need to cut this off 
because I want to be certain that I am giving you the information that you need that you can go and research yourself. All right, gang, if you go and you Google U.S. Patent 5676977, it was published on October the 14th, 1997. So 1997, almost almost 20 years ago, there's been a United States filed patent for AIDS. And just listen to this. The method of curing AIDS with tetrasilver tetroxide molecular crystal devices. <clears throat> All right. The diamagnetic semiconducting molecular crystal tetrasilver tetroxide is utilizing is utilized for watch this destroying the AIDS virus destroying AIDS synergistic pathogens pathogens are things that cause disease and immunity suppressing structures in humans listen to this is how it works a single intravenous that's an injection of the device is all that is required for efficacy that means efficiency at levels of about 40 ppm of human blood the device molecular crystal contains two mono and two trivalent silver ions capable of firing electrons capable of electro cutting the AIDS virus pathogens and ISM when administered into the bloodstream, the device electrons will be triggered by pathogens, a proliferating virus, and ISM, and when fired, will simultaneously trigger a, re a, a reduction chelating mechanism resulting in the divalent silver mo molecules which chelate and bind active sites of the entities, destroying them. Listen to this. The devices are completely non-toxic. However, they put stress on the liver, causing um, some type of illness. Don't let me, I don't want to say the wrong word, but there's no loss of liver function. This date, it was filed in September 22nd, 1994. It was filed by a gentleman by the name of Marvin S. Antelman by the Antelman Technologies LTD. Now, let me tell you what happens. A lot of times when, when cures come out, they are suppressed by corporations. And I'm gonna give you an example of what I'm talking about. We are addicted, listen, to coal and oil production. The sheiks over in OPEC are controlling the production of oil which directly controls the cost of it oil not only is expensive but it pollutes the world there have been all types of creations of the lithium batteries that causes cars to be ten times more efficient than they are but companies will buy the patent and suppress it they'll just buy them out and suppress it there's been the creation of, watch this, 
various other alternative forms of fuel where the emissions are basically water. They're clean, but they are oppressed. Why is he saying this? Because what I'm trying to get you to understand is if they'll suppress things for cars, for technology, the whole concept of how we make roads, asphalt, it's, it's, that technology is so filthy and dirty, but what happens is it keeps money coming. It's all about the dollar. And for this reason, we won't see a cure for cancer because there too, it's too much money that is being made, even though there are cures for cancer that exist. So the first reason why I think this is this is um, created or synthetic is because there's a cure. And I just gave you the patent number. You can read it yourself. Number two. There is an obvious suppression of information. Obvious. There's a gentleman by the name of William Cooper. I want you all to listen to this. He wrote a book called Behold the Pale White Horse, William Cooper. He was a United States naval officer who saw things that were considered classified that he began to share with people. He writes it in his book. You can look it up. I think it's a book that every person should read. This particular individual, William Cooper, saw a on a on a United States naval boat this ship that came out of the water he said it was the size of a football field if not larger he said it hovered above the water it accelerated in the blink of an eye came back down submerged itself in the water didn't create one drop he says that he knew that it was not United States technology but that it was something extraterrestrial now when people start talking about that I'm not going down that road but listen if you think that the only living creatures in this universe that God made are individuals that walk upright like you and I I just think that the I think that the power of God is too great and I I will accept that there are li lives and life somewhere else besides here but guess what just like God made us God made that it's in God's hands <laughs> the the universe is too vast for it just to just be us but the point I'm the, the point that I'm making is this man began to talk about this he began to expose occult like conversations and occult simply means hidden those things that are hidden it doesn't have religious connotation. There, are, there can be some religious occultic writings, but that word occult does not mean something that is just negative or evil. It just means hidden things. He began to expose occultic type of scholarly work. And one of the things that he said, I want you to listen to me in July. And if you don't believe this, if you get if you let me know who you are. I'll get the information for you. I just don't have it off the top of my head. Earlier, I think it was June and July of 2001. If you guys remember what happened September 11, 2001. William Cooper said something is going to happen. It's going to be a major attack on America. And he says they are going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. 
but he says Osama bin Laden is not the cause of it. It's something that is done internally. He said this months later in September 11th. We know what happened. And in November, I believe, of the same year, this man was mysteriously killed in his house by sheriffs. I think he lived in Arizona. Now, in his book, listen, and behold, a pale white horse, he said that AIDS was the result of a conspiracy. I'm, and I'm quoting to decrease the populations of watch this blacks, Hispanics and homosexuals. End quote. William Cooper, who, who died mysteriously, who predicted September 11th, who said they're going to blame it on, on Osama bin Laden. And then in, in, in the same year, uh, he was killed by sheriffs at his house. And you can read all of this. I gave you the name. You can Google it. You can read the book. You can see everything that I'm I'm just being a sharer of the gospel. I'm sharing the gospel. That's all I am. Because whenever you're telling the truth, you're telling the gospel, the good news. The good news is the truth. So here, he, this man is equating population control of, of blacks, number one, being the number one target. So here this man is saying this. But here you say that AIDS started with a monkey in Africa. And it just mysteriously jumped to some gay, homosexual, white men in New York. But now the individuals who have HIV AIDS are black women, heterosexual women. Come on. That didn't even sound right. All right. The next example that I want to give as to why I believe that AIDS is created is there was a black man, a naval, United States naval medical doctor. All right. I'm going to get his information for you. I had it right here. His name was Dr. Boyd Graves. He was a human rights activist and HIV AIDS advocate, American lawyer, Dr. Boyd Graves, for two decades, he did work on the particular subject matter. Okay. Now, Dr. Graves was a was a celebrated lecturer and the author of several books, including State Origin, The Evidence of the Laboratory Births of AIDS. Dr. Graves became the first African, the first American and African-American to receive an injection of Testracil, the U.S. patent cure for AIDS. That's the same cure that I shared with you in the U.S. patent. Listen to this. Almost immediately, Graves' health began recovering from years of damage inflicted by the HIV virus, and he became an outspoken proponent of the testrial treatment demanding immediate clinical trials and worldwide accessibility for people living with HIV and, and dying of AIDS. Listen to this. Soon afterward, testrial was recalled by the patent owner, Dr. Marvin Antelman and the Antelman Technologies without public explanation 
Graves took his experiences and request to the Congress, General Accounting Office, the Centers for Disease Control, the United Nations, the World Health Organization, and several ministers of health around the world with varying degrees of success, including China, the United Kingdom, and several African countries where he was widely um, respected as the man who solved AIDS. And ladies and gentlemen, this man died at age 57. And guess what? He died mysteriously. Now, if lights aren't going off in your head, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm going to tell you why this is amazing. Like, I'm going to tell you why this is amazing. You all can't hear it, but I've had so many technical issues trying to record this that's how I know that this needs to be done you know we wrestle not against flesh and blood so I'm going to keep on trudging I've been I've spilled water I've had to stop all types of distractions but we're going to keep trudging because somebody needs to hear this now the last um, point that I'm going to make today before I close up now this particular story has become more known by people people have known this or began to know this and I'm not not trying to say well I said this first trying to claim it but I did preach about this years ago I've been knowing about this this particular man's the man who inspired me to get my degree in holistic medicine there's a naturopath born in Honduras by the name of Dr. Sabi He's born November 26, 1933. You do the math. 78. He's in his 90s, right? Dr. Savy believed in diet, that electric foods and herbal remedies not to treat but to cure diseases from orthodox medicines fail like diabetes, sickle cell, and AIDS. Let me tell you what this man did. This man has been curing folk with AIDS cancer lupus leukemia every type of chronic disease he has cured it now for those of you who remember the group TLC there was a young lady by the name of Left Eye Lopez remember she died she was in Honduras what was she doing in Honduras? She was at Dr. Sabi's healing farm. He's got this huge farm with these with these huge basins of water that it has a certain pH to it. And people from all over the world go there to be healed. When this man was publicizing that he was healing folk with AIDS, the United States sought to convict him watch this of practicing medicine without a license see <laughs> see see that, 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 that regulation oftentimes is about degradation because you try to regulate something it's all about controlling it you see See, if we can't control it, then we're not going to say it's regulated. That's why vitamins and minerals aren't 
regulated by the FDA because they can't control it. They can't patent it. This case, believe it or not, went to the Supreme Court. He won the case, defeating the New York Medical Association and District Attorney in court. He won. And the way he won is the judge said, OK, you say you can cure somebody with AIDS. You say you can cure someone with uh, lupus. The judge ordered that they got all of these individuals who said they had AIDS, lupus, took them to different medical doctors and tested them before and after. And in every instance, they found that his cures worked and they dropped the charges and this man won. Now, my point is this. If there is a man, a black man, who has documented cures from third-party medical organizations and in the United States Supreme Court that he cured that he cured AIDS, that he cured cancer, and that he cured all these different incurable diseases, then why in the hell don't we know about what it is that we're doing? Why is it that somebody's not investing billions of dollars having this man, learning what he's done, so we can cure people? If AIDS isn't curable and all the people making money, all these foundations, all of these organizations trying to raise money. These people suffering from AIDS. Given all type of uh, medications. It's all about money. Nobody cares anything about people. And that's why I'm getting mad when when Jeremiah Wright says the chickens are coming home to roost. Because these are the types of evils that have been going on in this country for a long time. And I love America. I love this country. I don't wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Please don't listen to my anger as me saying I hate America. I hate some of the things that have happened in America. And I think that when people are dying of something, there needs to be attention to it. Now listen to what Dr. Sabi said and then I'm then I'm closing. His remedy works with watch this clearing cell junk plaque that clogs up the cells thus allowing for watch this natural relief from inflammation. A method famous naturopaths and a head of the United States Naturopath Association also pres- prescribes Quote, I'm removing plaque from the system. I'm removing inflammation. That is the basis for all disease, Dr. Sabi said. The doctor says the ultimate food is oxygen and also recommends serious measurements to regulate body alkalinity and acidity through consumption, maintaining body alkaline. What happens is, if you think about the journey, one of the major foundational principles that I've tried to teach thousands of individuals is what the way we eat is an anti-inflammatory diet. 
Dr. Joe, why can't we eat bread? Because it causes inflammation. Dr. Joe, why can't we eat this? Because it causes inflammation. Why can't we eat uh, processed foods? Because it causes inflammation. The way that I have you guys eating is the way that allows the body to naturally normalize itself and be a machine. Dr. Sabi's in his 90s and just had a newborn baby. Hello, somebody. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I feel good about it. I'm glad that I shared this with you. Because people need access to stuff like this for free. People have been taking advantage of far too long. And I got people coming to me all the time. We need to monetize this. We need to make money. Okay. But I'm good. God's going to take care of me. I know it. And as long as he continues to give me the platform, keeping my mind and my body, I'm going to keep on giving it to you like he gives it to me, raw and uncut, with references. Hello, somebody. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you're well. I hope you're blessed. If you have a question for me, it can be physical, spiritual, or emotional. Email us at Joe at formyjourney.com we're excited about the third and final part of the journey process we'll be indulging upon that class we have our expo on the 22nd which is Saturday and I look forward to that and I'll see you guys there we'll be back same time same station be well be blessed share this with a friend a loved one, an associate. Subscribe. Every time a new podcast is released, you'll be the first one to know. I'll see you next time. I hope you're well and I hope you're blessed. Well, guys, that's a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. You remember, this is all about journey living. Journey living is holistic living, living in the mind, the body, and the spirit. If you have a question for me, email us at AskDrJoe at ForMyJourney.com. If you want more information about the journey, www.ForMyJourney.com. Until next time, you be well, you be blessed. Peace, love, and happiness.